0: John had just finished fifth grade he was so excited to be a big middle schooler and here it was summer vacation he was living the good life his dad came home from work parked the truck in the driveway and John climbed up decided he would pretend to be driving his dad's truck for a little while it was a new truck he had just got it. it was actually a company car he was so excited about it it was shiny and black and just so cool well, he didn't realize his dad had left the keys in ignition because he was going to go run an errand later and John accidentally slipped the truck into neutral and it started rolling and it rolled down straight into the garage. Crash. The garage door was demolished. The truck was not in good shape. A light was broken. It was scratched up. There was a huge dent on the front and the windshield was broken. Oh no. He was going to have to work all summer to pay for this damage. Maybe next summer and the summer after that. Maybe every summer for the rest of his life to pay for this damage. But there was no hiding it from his dad, so he sheepishly went inside and, shaking with nerves, confessed to his dad what had happened. And to his surprise, his dad told him that he forgave him, told him he wanted him to learn a lesson not to play around in the truck anymore, but that he forgave him and that he would pay for the damage. John felt lighter than air. And the next morning, he got up free as a bird and went outside, tried to find his baseball because he was going to go play with the neighbors, but he couldn't find his baseball. It was gone. Couldn't find it anywhere. He saw his sister, Julian and asked, Have you seen my baseball? She looked down at her feet and said, Well, I was playing around with it, and I kicked it in the street. And the garbage truck came by and drove over it. And it got all busted up. John was furious. His little sister was always messing with his stuff. How dare she, how dare she ruin his baseball? Ugh, he was so mad. He went back in the house, slammed the door, and stomped up to his room to pout. His dad heard what happened. Well, how would you end that story? What would you do if you were John's dad? What would you do if you were Julie? I'm so glad that you joined me today on Audacious Arrows, where we're becoming recklessly bold men and women of faith through the power of God's Word. Well, last time we started in on one of Jesus's big times that he was teaching his disciples. So there's five big sections of teaching in the book of Matthew, and this is the fourth one. And we started out with him teaching about um, that we need to become like little children in order to enter the kingdom of heaven, and that whoever humbles himself like a child, whoever is recognizes that they're totally dependent on God the way a child is dependent on their parents, that kind of person is great in the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus talked about um, temptations to sin, receiving children, um, and welcoming little ones. Now he's going to shift his attention to forgiveness between members of God's family. So the way we ought to forgive one another within the family of God. Now before we start, there's a little bit of math we need to do. One math problem we're going to see is 70 times 7. And I'm just gonna give you the answer because this isn't math class. 70 times seven is 490. Now, as we read, I don't think that that number is so important. The point is just that it is a big number. We're also going to see a talent Mention which this isn't like a talent like singing and dancing talent. This is like an amount of money. Um, so we're going to see 10,000 talents, which is a huge, huge amount of money. We don't use talents in America today, um, but it was equivalent to 6,000 denarii. So this would have been like the amount a person would have earned a working person for 16 years. So think about like your dad going off to work and he earns money all of the money that he would earn in 16 years. That's like what 10,000 talents would be. We're also gonna see mentioned 100 denarii, which a denarius was like one day's wages. So the amount of money someone would earn for one day of work. So this is like what someone would earn if they went to work for 100 days or like three months worth of work. Okay, so think about the comparison there between Um, 10,000 talents like all of the money you could earn in 16 years versus a hundred denarii which would be like all of the money you could earn in about three months okay there's a huge difference there and then we're going to talk about debt and um, you may not know really what debt is but if you have borrowed money from someone then you owe that money back to them you are in debt so if I borrow hundred dollars from my friend and I can't pay her back then I have a debt of a hundred dollars so that's basically what that is it's like the money that you owe back to somebody else all right well let's get started in talking about forgiveness and how we should forgive one another this is in Matthew chapter 18 and then find verse 15. Hit pause if you need to take a minute to find it in your Bible. Remember, you can always go and ask someone else in your family to help find it. Matthew chapter 18, and then find verse 15. Here we go. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen... Take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy times seven. Therefore the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants Well, this section starts out with Jesus giving us kind of a blueprint for dealing with um, sins against us. So when someone sins against us, what are we supposed to do? The first step is not to tattle. Uh, The first step is um, not to have a hissy fit, but it's to go to the person and talk to them. And I think it's interesting. um, It says in verse 15 that if he listens to you, you have gained your brother. I think implied there the the goal is to gain the person. So it's not to make an enemy. It's not to um, it's not to get your way. But it's to it's to gain your brother or your sister, whoever it is that has sinned against you. You want them to make their sin right and be back in relationship with you, right? All right. But if that doesn't work, then you get one or two others. If that doesn't work. Then you go to the church, and if that doesn't work, if he still refuses to listen, then he's supposed to be like a Gentile or a tax collector to you, um, which in the church, there's a fancy word called excommunication, which is like if you say that this person is now outside of the church, um, that's what that's called. And then Jesus talks about whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Jesus said something similar when he was talking to Peter about building his church. So what does that mean? Does that mean that we have the authority to say that someone's going to heaven or not? Not really. Um, I think that we have the authority to declare what Jesus has already said is true, God's word is true. So if someone says, I don't need God, I'm not repentant, we can say, well, then the Bible says this is what's going to happen to you, that you are Um, that you will go to hell. And if someone is like, I repent of my sin, and I'm sorry, and I need God, then we can say, well, the Bible says that your sins are forgiven. And I also think that in that statement um, is the fact that things are settled here on earth. Um, They're not settled after we die. Um, Decisions are made here in this life um, for the next one. So today is the day of salvation. We don't want to put it off until another day. Um, And then we have this statement about prayer, where two or three are gathered in my name. There am I among them, which is such a sweet thing when people in the family of God gather together. Jesus promises that he is there with them, which is so sweet. What did you think of this parable of the unforgiving servant? Were you able to follow along? I think this one is always really convicting to me because there are times in my life when I'm tempted not to forgive someone or when I just want to be angry and I say, well, they wronged me and I'm right. But if I really think about it, my sins against God are always greater and he has forgiven me. So we need to keep that in mind. This unforgiving servant needed to remember that he had just been forgiven a great debt. Um, and maybe he would have treated this other person more kindly. So when someone sins against you and you are facing the reality of needing to forgive them, remember that you have been forgiven. A greater, a greater fault against God. Um, Our sins against God are many, they're countless, and they're more serious because they are not just sins against a person, but they're sins against a holy God. So we need to keep that in our mind and we need to be forgiving of one another. Um, as much as Jesus says 70 times 7, right? Just keep on forgiving somebody um, because God has forgiven you. All right, let's look at our memory verse for this week. We've been working on Psalm 37 verses 22 and 23 so see if you can say it along with me. The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he fall he shall not be cast headlong for the Lord upholds his hand. Who establishes our steps? The Lord. Who keeps us from from utterly falling headlong? the Lord because he upholds our hand. There's such sweet promises to hold on to. Memorize them, bury them down in your heart um, so that when you feel anxious you can um, call them to mind and remember that the Lord upholds your hand. I'm so glad that you join me again on our journey through the book of Matthew. It's a big book and it's a wonderful book and um, I hope that by the end of it we know and love Jesus that much more. I want to remind you that I have a giveaway going on um, for a ESV hardcover children's Bible. I'll give it away at the end of March. I'll draw a name from the entry so if you or your parents want to enter all you need to do is share the show with three people. And it can be any way you want. You can you can tell a friend. You can email a friend. You can write a letter to your grandma. Um, your parents can share it on any social media platform. And then they can go and enter their name and email address. And I will draw a name at the end of March. The details are below, linked below in the description. So you can tell your parents about that. We'll see you next time.